Uh, scalpel. Scalpel. Forceps. Forceps. Bone saw. Bone saw. A bottle of water. Bottle of water. Claw hammer. Claw hammer. Electric drill. Electric drill. Clock radio. Clock radio. Watch. Watch. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, doctor, this patient has been dead the entire time. <laughs> we saw scalpel and sever our way through surgeon simulator this week on how did this get played? Out of this get played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest video games of all time. I'm Nick Weiger, across from Heather Ann Campbell. Hey, I'm Heather Ann Campbell, and I'm sitting right beside Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Oh, hello, everyone. Indeed. Hello, everyone. Just oral candy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we're talking through Surgeon Simulator this week, a surgical simulation game by Bossa Studios that was created in 2013 for Global Game Jam and then later expanded and re-released on Steam, uh, uh, home consoles, and ultimately Switch and mobile. Uh, mobile. But before we talk about this unique game... Before we descend into gaming hell, it is time, as we always do, to spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven. So who wants to talk? Well, I, I have I talked about Disco Elysium? I don't think I think you, you you dipped your toe in the water on it. Oh, my goodness. It is so good. So you are playing as a detective who wakes up and has no memory of his own identity at all. And so you get to dictate through your choices Everything about his personality and character, it's all uh, dice-based. Like, when you interact with people, it's all, like, uh, like random based on, like, saving throws D&D style. Hmm. Uh, It's it's fantastic. Um, I'm I'm playing it by emulate or by running Windows on my new MacBook, which is the first time I've had, like, a Steam account where I can play all these other cool games. That's really cool. So I'm really happy. That's that's what I got. Hmm. I've heard uh, this is a game that I know I will love and I haven't gotten around to playing it yet. Uh, I've been working this uh, this job for like the past uh, d- uh, two and a half months that has just basically restricted my video game time to only games for this podcast, which is its own nightmare. Uh, but I, I know when I get to when I get back into Death Stranding, get to finish Death Stranding and that, that's next in my queue because I've heard such great things about it. Is Elysium? Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. I want to play the shit out of it. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's exactly just even aesthetic. Oh, we're out of time. Uh, so <laughs> let's introduce our guest. Uh, we're thrilled to have him. An actor and comedian from the Upright Citizens Brigade, Will Hines is here. Hi, Will. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. You're welcome. Oh, good. <laughs> well, this has been great. Yep. Uh, see you later. <laughs> Will, you and I started talking at a social function. That's correct. And I learned something about you that I did not know. Okay. You got into games 
pretty late in life, right? Yeah, like, like a year ago. recently. Like and a, you, you weren't a year really. And two months ago. I, had, I played like, so I'm 49. So when I was like a sixth grader, I would play like the Atari 2600 right. or whatever, like obsessively. And then right as I turned like 14 or 15, like the early Nintendo started coming out and I lost interest in games and never played them. Wow. I never played like wow. Super Mario Brothers or like, you know, the stuff that is, or Zelda. Um, I just. Aged out of it and never really, and not that people my age did play those games, but I never got into it. And then before I knew it, I was an adult and often running into, you know, meandering life choices. And then, um, <laughs> and I never played Xbox or any of these, or I don't even, I don't even know enough to tell you the chronological order of platforms that would be the normal touchstones. You've uh, roughly approximated. Okay, yeah, great. It's not bad. Is, okay. And so what you're, the, the console that you have now is your first gaming console? That's right, a PS4. And what provoked you to the get Spider a PS4? The Spider-Man game. Spider-Man PS4 came out. I'm a big Spider-Man fan. Got it. And The comics, I, the movies, everything? The whole kit the whole kit, thing. I am on board with the character and all of, I'm like licensing. No, I like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't really know much about the story. I just <laughs> saw how many markets he penetrated. I'm like, that's my guy. The popsicle. Yeah. Uh, which, can I ask before yeah. you before you go into the game? Sure. Which version of the movie Spider-Man do you like the best? I like best the Sam Raimi version. Okay. The first Sam Raimi Okay. Movie. But okay. it might be sentimental because that was just sure. such a leap up in superhero movies that it's just such a pleasant experience. Mm -hmm. That and the first X-Men, they were like, weren't good superhero movies before that. That's and right. It, it was like, oh, I can like these without having to do any work yeah. in my brain to like them. I don't They're have just to good. justify why this could be good if yeah. they changed a few things. I, th I guess Blade, you'd also lump in with that generation. Yes, same that's sort of right. Thing. That's right. But Blade, maybe just because that character wasn't as big, I wasn't like as invested right. as much as like X-Men or something. But we probably have, we maddeningly probably have listeners young enough that they don't remember a time when superhero movies weren't like we're just, good and we're weren't just, like big blockbuster hits. Yeah, we're just terrible, yeah. horrible experiences. But that was for the longest time. They were they were execrable. They were like exploitation I, level. That Sam Ram movie was such a relief. I was like, oh, it's, I mean, and there's things about it that I don't like or whatever. I mean, blah, blah. But it was just over the critical mass of good and fun to watch and the special effects. Although they do look dated now. But at the time, the like web swinging in that first Spider-Man looked good. Did it look it good? It looked like legit. So I think it's my that's my favorite. Although I also like this recent the Homecoming movie that um, that Tom Holland mm. did. Mm -hmm. That was I think he's really great. I really like that one. Is yeah. that the second Tom Holland one? Yeah. Or is it the uh, first one? It's Homecoming and then Far From Home. Far From Home. Oh is the wait. One. I, oh, I liked Far From Home. I like both of them very much. Mm -hmm. I, I think I slightly preferred Homecoming, but it's like mm. who cares? Oh, I, I didn't. So we were we no. were on the same page, and then it <laughs> went away so fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I like stay stay honest with me. Don't admit that you're warming to me ever. <laughs> don't, I don't want. I don't Leave want. Leave anytime you need to go. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I'll just head out. <laughs> So the Spider-Man game came out on yes. a PS4, and everybody was like raving about it, and um, and because I was a Spider-Man fan, and I had I was doing a podcast with my brother called uh, Screw It. We're just going to talk about comics. Uh, we're still doing it, but it was called Screw. It. We're just going to talk about Spidey, and then we expanded it. And so people knew that I like Spider-Man. So this game came out like, oh, you got to try it. You got to try it. I'm like, I don't play games. I'm above it. I'm. <laughs> It's not my jam. I went over to Alex Berg's house and he was like, and he had it. And he's like, oh, just try it. And I was there for four and a half hours. I couldn't wow. stop. And I'd never played any kind of game where you like, you have two joysticks, like just your right. standard sort of gaming console was completely foreign to me. I was so terrible. I had to put it on the very easiest mode and was struggling to get anything happening. Uh, but I couldn't stop thinking about it, bought the game system, bought the game and became obsessed with that game. 
That was last September previous. Yes. And haven't stopped. I just, I started 100%ing games. Wow. Wow. So what have you gone, uh, you, uh, Spider-Man uh, not, obviously you started with. What, what was what Spider-Man was I played six times all the way through. Wow. I was, and, and that's all the DLCs too. Oh. That was amazing. It was, I mean, I'm not even sure it was fun. Like <laughs> something clicked in my brain and I couldn't stop. Long before that, I long somewhere in that process, I was not enjoying it. I was just a robot. Yeah. I would just go home and push the rock up the hill. <laughs> It's just, it was just, I had never experienced anything on this level of game. The graphics, the immersion, the story, the satisfying thing about like side quests and like measuring your progress and it all worked on me. Yeah. <laughs> Every single aspect worked on me. Then somebody told me like, "Oh, if you like that Spider-Man game, you'd like the Batman Arkham games because they're sort of a similar like set of mechanics." And I was like, "I'll give it a shot." 100%ed uh, <laughs> wow. Arkham Asylum twice and then Arkham City three times. <laughs> What happens is I'm so frustrated the first time I go through a game because I'm just generally bad at it. Yes. I think I might just be bad at games. And then also I do think it's because I just don't have a ton of life experience playing them that there is sort of – I'm slow to figure things out that I think if you have played tons and tons of games, you would sort of discern, oh, the game wants me to go here. Yeah, there are things that are maybe unintuitive. Like conventions or whatever. Right, there are conventions that are maybe unintuitive to a layman, but someone who plays games knows that that's just what the game is trying to do. Now I know like a character comes up to you and and has a problem Mm -hmm. that is likely a side quest or something, but I'm like, oh, this must become my most important thing. Yes. And I'll get obsessed with like – you know, answering a phone call in Arkham City and trying to learn how to batarang across 10 blocks for the next <laughs> two weeks of my life. You're then also- Arkham Knight was the next one I played. And then God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn I also loved. Wow. Wow. I, yeah. It must be also very interesting, like- I feel like everybody progressed with controller complexity. Okay, yeah. You know, like like the uh, for kids who grew up with Nintendo, it's like you here's the a D pad on D-pad one pad side, yes. two buttons. Yeah, and then they added four buttons. Yes, and then they added one analog stick, and then they added another analog stick. Right. and each generation of games then, made the controller yeah, yeah. more complicated. And, we, and shoulder buttons, and the the 16 bit generation as yeah. well that that expanded, turned into four shoulder buttons. I knew none of that. It was insane. The it was so complicated to learn. Spider- Spider-Man, I was so angry, and I would just watch idiot friends of mine so good at it, and I would talk to people who like, oh, you like Spider-Man, I do too. Are you doing this part? Well, the first time I went through it, are you doing this part of yet? I was like, no, 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 I'm stuck on hugely early part of the game. They're like, what? I don't even remember that part. I was like, well, <laughs> I've been doing it for six days. <laughs> And I'd look up, like, moves on the menu, and it's like, oh, to do this, like, double somersault, like, you know, or to do this dodge... Uh, I guess a dodge is easy, but like to do a to aim a web bomb, move the left joystick, see the cursor, hit the right trigger, or if you hold it a long time, it'll be extra this or whatever. All of that was baffling to me. Right. Wow. And web swinging, I think even people who maybe are adept at the controller, there's like sort of a sort of an adjustment just to the navigation and the web swinging mechanism. Or I was saying this to you, Nick. There's the basic level of control just of the controller, just mm-hmm. being able to. Point of view here, move here. Then each game kind of has its own adaptation of that controller sure. that you have to learn just for that game. Yeah. Oh, this is an attack button. This is a dodge. 
oh, the speed of this game is this or that or whatever. Yeah. And I was learning all that at once. A lot of games will let you remap the controllers. Yes. uh, Which is nice because if you get really, really uh, used to a certain thing. I did that for Arkham Knight, the Batmobile controls. They had like two default settings and one of them was way easier for me for whatever reason. Hmm. I get my first and second time 100%ing it. I started 100%ing it a third time and I was like, I, I don't need to do this. <laughs> I switched my Jedi Fallen Order controls to the Sekiro uh, control scheme because that was the most mm. recent like sword fighting game I'd played. And ah. so that was stuck in my head. I was like, oh, sh- shoulder buttons are sword swinging. And, and it wasn't in Fallen yeah. Order. It was like X. Uh, I remember playing Street Fighter 2 on Super Nintendo. I think Street Fighter 2, you could do this, was certainly one of the Street Fighters on on Super Nintendo, multiplayer with friends, like a group of friends, everyone taking turn, winner continues, loser, you know, you, you know how it works. Uh, but there were like kids would like have different control mappings that they mm. would use. Yeah. So like, so like, you know, uh, Guile would beat Dalsum and then the next match is like, Oh, it's Craig's turn. Okay. We're going back to the main menu. So Craig can manually remap the, you know, fierce button to the, uh, the R trigger. Cause that's how he wants it. And it was just like such a tedious bottleneck. Yeah. <laughs> I have only remapped the Batmobile controls at Arkham Knight. And this is dumb. I feel like it's dishonorable to remap. I'm like, no, I must play it the way the designers intended. Will <laughs> I feel similarly? Like they, that's I have, part of the experience. Yes. They tested it this way. This is the way I'm supposed to learn how to do it. I d- I rarely remap. I'll maybe invert the I- an axis or something, but I mostly just whatever the default controls are. That's what I'm going to try to make it work. That's how I'm going to yeah. try to make it work. Wow. Yeah, and because I just like I'm I mean feel- I know it's dumb to feel that way, but this I've noticed that I'm like no 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 I'll figure this out I'll get it. <laughs> I feel like if you're always if you're always using like if I'm always pressing the wrong button to use the force in Fallen Order, then just put it on that yeah. button. No, I'm sure you're right. Like I have no real logical defense of that. But <laughs> my my to to stick up for your your my position a little bit. The my logical defense is that I think the from a development standpoint, the designer has decided on these button mappings for a reason. And they have decided what are the high usage buttons and what are the low usage buttons and knows what the default hand positions are. So I tend to just sort of like trust that. It's almost like if there was a new like alphabet keyboard every time you like wrote a new thing, (laughs) you would like look at the letters in the middle and be like, well, I guess I'm supposed to use these letters more for this writing thing. I don't normally use these letters, but I'll, uh, maybe I'll, I'll figure it out. I think it also has to do with the, in terms of remapping the controls, it has to do, I think with your, your first game, like your primary game experience. Like if your, your core gaming experience is first person shooters, Mm -hmm. then trigger is always going to be action. Sure. Right. So if you come from first person shooters, I I, I think I've never played one. (laughs) You're so charismatic. I was like, I'm sure you're right. But then I realized I have no experience with what you're saying, but it sounds right. It sounds right. I don't think I played a first person shooter. I'm just saying that like, if you're used to, so if you, if you play first person shooters and driving games, then trigger is going to be action trigger is going to okay. be gas or it's going to be shoot mm-hmm. and i feel like you should be allowed to then map your action on all your games to trigger i think it should be allowed if, if the options there they they want they want you to have that option yeah, so. they want you to enjoy yourself i'm not remap shaming anybody if you want to remap how, go ahead and remap how are you on difficulty drop i uh i dif- i dropped a difficulty on horizon zero dawn toward the end of my first playthrough and i felt bad about it uh, I, I so this is one thing that i try to play normal 
the whatever the default is yeah. first time through. But I did drop to it's it's easy on Horizon Zero Dawn because I was just like I just wanted to finish it. I'd say I normal. I'm a normal man, and normal is my difficulty. <laughs> I. <laughs> Will default to normal, but there is a, you know, if I'm replaying something, I'll maybe uh, kick it up a notch. Or if something's really, really easy, then I'll kick it up a notch. But I'll always try to do my first playthrough on normal. Mm -hmm. However, there is a thing that I think the first time I saw it was in the PlayStation 2 God of War that I find maddening that some games do. They won't let you drop if you're on the highest? No, it's that if you die enough times on the same screen, the same situation, you will get a a thing, would you like to lower the difficulty, like a prompt, and I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. It's (laughs) such a feature I want to turn on. It's such a burn. Yeah, Yeah. it's so so emasculating. (laughs) No, I don't want to. I want to beat it. You played you played Dragon Quest on like ultimate difficulty, didn't you? Nick? Yeah, I pl- well, I'm playing the uh, uh, yeah the the Dr- Draconian Quest on, but I mean you can turn on everything. I don't turn on every. It didn't turn on every difficulty uh, increaser, but I turned on like super strong monsters, and if the player character dies, uh, you have to restart, and that like ups the difficulty significantly. Mm. This is gonna sound dumb, but I can't believe how good games are. Like I had no idea. <laughs> I was so impressed with every aspect of them. Wow, yeah. not just the basic graphics and mechanics of action which I which were good and that didn't surprise me but even like they're good at like educating you on how to play this is going to sound so obvious but just like so I'm there with a controller playing Spider-Man bad at everything that was my steepest learning curve but by the time I did that six times I was <laughs> relatively adept with the PS4 controller but I was just like and and this is common but like you're fighting bad guys in Spider-Man and when you're first doing it, you're and if you're me, you're like, thank God I survived. It's, I'm doing, I'm button mashing, I'm <laughs> flailing, I'm swearing, I'm tensing my biceps. I, <laughs> I gotta tell you something about an injury I sustained because of video games, but I'm too, I don't, I'm too embarrassed right now to. All right. A little bit later, but maybe, maybe never. Um, <laughs> and uh, then you get sort of good at rudimentary stuff, and of course the villains get incrementally better. But then I noticed that they give you little side goals. That's a common thing. They'll be like, okay, you're in this battle, and if you do like 10 swing kicks, you get like a bonus unit of currency for your spidey resources mm-hmm. or whatever. So I'm like, oh, I've never done the swing kick, and it forces you to use it. And then you're adept at swing kicking. Yeah. And then you go into this next little hideout, and you have to do like a dodge under move, which felt foreign to me. But then by the end of that, I'm, so by the end of the game, you're it, and it is a, it's smart about what it introduces to you. And uh, I, I think that's really fun. And the stories are good. I cried at the end of Spider-Man. I couldn't believe it. Wow. What, what moved you to tears? What? Uh, I mean, you can spoil it. I can spoil it. There's yeah. like um, here. Spoiler, spoiler for Spider-Man. Skip ahead a few seconds if you haven't. If you yeah, still care. I'll, I'll do this in thirty seconds. Okay. But uh, his Aunt May dies in the game. That really caught me by surprise. I thought it was a canon character who wouldn't die, and it, it really got me. And um, <laughs> and. And when Spider-Man beats Dr. Octopus at the end, I cried. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Just like the final battle really moved me. The stakes. I think the voice actor yeah. of the Spider-Man, whoever, that guy was terrific, I think. He was incredible. So funny. And he might be my favorite Spider-Man actor in the, a way. The same way like yeah. Mark Hamill's the best Joker. Um, I think like the guy who does the Spider-Man voice acting on PS4 is the best Spider-Man. You've talked, yeah, because you, you were talking about how well-made games are and how, how much polish there is. And spoilers over by the by the spoilers way. Spoilers over. Um, but the that's that's a thing I think that you also will like pick up that I you also picked up and and has happened 
relatively recent in gaming terms is that the, the voice acting has gotten so good. And yeah. the, the voiceover artists they cast in these things are just such pros who are so amazing at emoting. And the side characters are so funny sometimes. Right. Like In the same way we were saying how superhero movies, when they were actually good, it was like a surprise. Yeah. Uh, there's video game characters. I'm like, that was hilarious. That character was so funny. In the generations of video games that you missed, a lot of it was like the developer of voicing a character, Oops. just a complete non-actor. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Hey, will you go over to the sink and get a sandwich for me? <laughs> Except Quest? <laughs> what kind of game is this? <laughs> hey, go. I left something. I left my shoes outside. Uh, Except Quest. <laughs> Got shoes. Quest completed. Just doing trivial domestic chores? Yeah, you've never played um, Absent-Minded Dad? <laughs> Let's talk about this week's game. Yeah, Heather? It, it seems uh, I, I like that you've talked so much about how how <laughs> difficult it's been to like adjust to controls right. and like how lush games yes, have been. Yes. Because our game this week is a 2013 game <laughs> uh, developed by Tom Jackson, Jack Good, Luke Williams and James Broadley, uh, which was, uh, as Nick mentioned, initially during a 48 hour game jam on the theme of heartbeats. Um, they, they designed this game. I didn't know that 48 hours. All that it, makes so much sense now. Well, well, they started <laughs> the and then, initial. and then, and then when they realized that people enjoyed the game, then they spent a, another month and a half working on it okay. and released it wide. Um, it is a first person surgery simulator <laughs> where you control the hands and fingers of Dr. Nigel Burke. It was first released on Steam and uh, GOG. Have we ever figured out how I said that? Anyway, I want GOG to or GOG? Yeah. And then PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and mobile. Um, depending on which version you play, you either play you either control with the keyboard and mouse or with individual gestures uh, mapped to individual keys or a combination of controller, mouse, or controller and button presses. Or uh, you can also play it in VR and use like your actual That's hands. That's so funny. Um, Playing but, that game in VR, I got to do it. But <laughs> I watched some YouTubes of, of people playing it in VR, and like it did look like it was a better execution of it. But I don't know. Uh, the point, the point is, if you if you haven't figured it out from listening, is that you cannot and never will control the surgeon's hands well. No, your hand is like a flapping mannequin hand. Yeah. Uh, and it's imagine as, you're holding two two pull cues, yeah, and you're pinching at the end of the two pull cues a hand, yeah. and you have to use that hand to perform surgery. Is what it feels like to play this game. Yeah. I watched a speed run, and I was expecting like, oh, this guy's gonna fucking nail it, but and no, nope, it just, it's just mangled. It, it was just as sloppy as like I was playing it, but just like knew how to do it uh, quickly. Such a, when I first started playing this game, I first of all had I knew nothing about it. Mm -hmm. When I started playing it, I was like, what is this? <laughs> I guess it's supposed to be bad, but I am so used to being bad at games because I'm so behind the curve that I was like, maybe I'm doing everything wrong <laughs> and that experts oh at PS4 would just be able to smoothly perform a sort of adept operation and I'm just mangling this poor man <laughs> because of because I'm so bad. And it after like 20 minutes, I, I was looking, I was in my living room humbled, like my face had shrunk to just a little bit of my skull. <laughs> 
because I was so embarrassed. And then I looked up on YouTube and was so relieved to see, oh, no, no, everybody just mangled. There's no way to do it yeah. besides mangling the patient. You- what, a, what a cruel task we gave you as a novice gamer. <laughs> uh, in, the, in the game world, you can pick up saws and hammers and Drills. scalpels, syringes, cups, plates, bowls. Um, and you can actually, you can, you can give uh, morphine to the yes. patient. But if you prick your own finger, you give morphine to yourself. Yes. And you you become delirious during the surgery. Yeah. I have an admission on this game. Okay. Which is that for the first time ever, I could not get past the first level. Wow. I yeah. couldn't do it. I played so many times yeah. and did not know, because there are no instructions. No, there's very little guidance. What I just yes. said about how games are so good at educating you through it. Not this game. Not this game. <laughs> they they drop you in with absolutely zero context. <laughs> no just, context. It's just perform a heart transplant and you're like, wait, what? What? what are the steps of that? What do I? What tools do I use? So I. It's very funny. Yeah. I at no point knew that if you if the, if the patient started bleeding out that you could inject them and stop the bleeding. Right. So I ne- I was like, I'm losing a, a thousand milliliters of blood per second. <laughs> I never got into the. I got like into the rib cage, got the rib cage out. That's pretty and, good. And got the the lungs out. Oh, it's and very far. Always yeah. be dead. Yeah. Always. You run out of time, I yeah. Never get, I never got through it. I didn't know either. When I looked up online and I saw that you could shoot a needle to stop the bleeding, um, I, th- I don't think there's any way to discover that except the random chance in the game. But that in and of itself is a Herculean feat because just grabbing the syringe and yeah. then grabbing it at the correct angle and then manipulating your hand because basically each analog stick is controlling a, a like the half of a hand. Half of a hand, yeah. The, the, the orientation and the position of the hand and trying to get that perfectly to, to inject them and then their carotid eye artery is a challenge. It's yeah. not easy. You don't have to inject it in the artery. You can sh- jam it in his face. That's what's oh, weird okay. about the game. Like, on one hand, it's so hard because controlling <laughs> this, like, fish hand is so difficult. <laughs> but then it's incredibly forgiving... Like, if you plop that heart anywhere in the cavity yeah. of the body, it's like, you did it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and also, you pull the heart out of the body... He doesn't bleed out any faster than when you've just nicked him with a with a needle. Yeah, no, I don't you, think that's a realistic reflection yeah. of blood loss. I you, think if you pull somebody's heart out, the clock is really on. <laughs> but in this game, there's no increase of urgency when their heart is removed. I was really expecting there to be like a sixty second timer when you finally get the heart out of there, but there isn't. It's no, like no. it's it, it. Yeah, it's exactly what you said. The, but but I think just and and talking about the the heart surgery level, which is the first level first. and the one we've always played, the one we've all played. Uh, you, so you're, so basically I, I didn't figure out what the most effective tool was for destroying this man's rib cage. Cause that's what your <laughs> task is. It's not to like carve out a little section and remove that delicately. It's just to get all of the ribs out of there. <laughs> I believe it was the bone saw, but the bone saw is so hard to grab that I would like end up using the, hammer or the the drill uh, um and uh just like just fucking up his rib cage getting it out of there and then you you oh this is a detail that we haven't touched on your hand isn't even wearing a glove <laughs> <laughs> you're using your bare you hand. One hand you have yeah. one bare hand <laughs> it's and also so if gruesome. you drag the saw across the guy's face blood it's marked that blood comes up but there's no marks on his face yeah that's so the are- same tool that can cut through a sternum pretty easily <laughs> Is doesn't doesn't do a thing to this guy's face. I I would I, I the only way I could because I never I I'm I I I can't play S- Smash Brothers because the control is too loose. With this game, I was like, 
this is impossible. <laughs> yeah. And I started feeling panicked and yeah. like sick. And like even watching the playthroughs, I, I'm like, I can't, I can't watch this hand. It is doing very this shit. It is very gross. It is like when you actually have that moment of like, wait, I, I understand. Like if I think of what this is, what was being done to another human being, it is very like it. I do. I did start to retch a little. The graphics. Bit. I guess this is part of the design. Mm-hmm inadvertent or not, you know, are, are bad enough that it doesn't feel real. And, you know, it, yeah. I, I fall into the cartoony, oh, I'm not, this isn't a real person. Yeah. Or maybe I'm just easy, more easily convinced to be a sociopath and this is how I find <laughs> out. But I, I did, it, there is no satisfaction of becoming good at the game. No. Like, I think that never, I did finish the heart transplant, um, but it was a struggle. And yeah, I, that was I, as like, far as I lucked, lucked into it, and I was relieved to stop playing. Like, it wasn't fun at that point. Yeah. Even though even though I had laughed a lot, I was like, this is really funny. <laughs> and this is, like, an ingenious use of sort of, like, frustrating gameplay right. for the sake of, like, it's funny. Uh, but that still gets old. Like, I'm not going to be... Actually, I probably am going to try to do all the levels. I do have a, I have a completion problem. Yeah. With video games, <laughs> do, you want, do you want those levels to be spoiled? Do you know what they are? I saw some on YouTube. I can uh, I can walk you through yeah, the, the levels after a heart transplant. Uh, first, it's a heart transplant. Then there's a double kidney transplant. <laughs> I was like, I was at the point. I was like, I'm not gonna fucking uh, get this guy's fucking intestines out of here. Try to figure out how I'm gonna rearrange his guts. And so it, I can is get it a new, new patient kidneys. or is it still the same guy that you've got? Same guy. Same. It, it's, it's Bob it's every Bob, time. It's yeah, Bob every time. Uh, but then, are his guts back in his body? Yes. When you, oh, yes. So somehow he's okay. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> After that, so you, he's Wolverine, I yeah. guess. It's unspoken. <laughs> a, you give him a brain transplant. <laughs> then, you, then you give him a heart transplant in a moving ambulance. <laughs> so the entire play field is shifting around and bumping. I mean, it's very funny. Then you give the uh, the double kidney in a moving ambulance, oh. brain transplant in a moving ambulance. Then... You have to perform surgery in space. So everything starts to float when you let go of it. <laughs> That's ingenious. And so the uh, like the needle is just constantly threatening your ability to play. Yeah, because you can get that morphine injection. Yeah. Um, and that it's just it's like a medical have, crime simulator. <laughs> I'd never I, I, don't, I don't think I'll play it that much. But um, I was impressed at how funny it was. And like it was I. Once I realized that the no context was part of it, like, oh yeah, you're it wants you to be bad at this. Right. I, I feel like some games want you to die repeatedly and you have to get desensitized to dying because that's just part of the process is you die and learn. And some games, no, you should be able to do a whole playthrough kind of without or minimal dying or something like that. Mm. And this is a Get ready to die a million times as you learn how to play this game. <laughs> yeah, this is one where, <clears throat> and I'm glad that there's a quick restart function because the number of times that I tried to grab the bone saw and accidentally prick myself with morphine like <laughs> five <laughs> seconds into my playthrough and I was just cooked because it distorts your field of vision. Yeah. There's no way to play for, from that point on. Yeah, um, it, it, That was useful. But yeah, it is a... It, it, the one one detail I read when I was when I was researching this game is it took control inspiration from a notoriously bad PC game Jurassic Park Trespasser. Did <laughs> yeah. you do you remember Jurassic Park Trespasser? I don't remember it. I read that it was it was based sort of on uh, QWOP also. Okay. Uh but yeah, no, you you 
I remember reading that it was based on Trespasser. So also. Trespasser was a was an FPS game that came out in the early 2000s that people were very excited about. I remember it some because my uh, the guy across the hall from me in the do- in the dorms had it and was was and so I watched him play it some and watched him realize that it was a complete piece of shit in real time. <laughs> but so it had a we're we're seeing some sh- some shooting images that Matt has brought up here. But but go back to the the search. Matt, because there's one thing that uh, there was a detail that you centered on that I think is useful for illustrating what this game is. So we've settled on an image of the, your player character is a woman, uh, a busty woman, and we've uh, we've centered on a picture of her cleavage <laughs> from your player's per, uh, POV looking down, and there's a heart tattoo on her left breast. And that is your health indicator. <laughs> so when you look down at your tits, that's how you see how much damage you've taken from shooting at dinosaurs. Jesus. But anyway, as, uh, the way this game played is that you would manipulate uh, items in the real world, uh, in the game world rather, with your hand, which you were controlling with mouse and keyboard. And it was extremely difficult, like surgeon simulator level difficult to try to like grab a crate and open it up to get ammo inside or yeah. whatever. Uh, so, I yeah. guess it, it's not gratuitous nudity if you put controls on the boobs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, did you guys, did you guys in Surgeon Simulator, did you go to the menu and try to mess with the things on the desk? Yeah, the, that actually, that, that um, opening screen, uh, the, the menu screen is actually pretty fun. Like, like, cause like, yeah, you can try to eject the disc. You can try to answer yep. the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. There's just all these items set up there because that that's what's uh, the framing for how you get and, into it. And that's on the PS4. I don't know. This, there is some what of a tutorial there. Like on the computer monitor yes. and the menu screen, it's telling you what some of the controls are. Hmm. Like it kind of cycles through like, oh, here's what the left left trigger does and the right trigger or whatever and stuff. Yeah, and apparently some of the unlockable levels, the way you get into them is that, that the, there's a TV on the other side of the desk and you can take VHS tapes uh, and put those in the TV and that will take you to the one where you – uh, operate on an alien in space. Yes, or you can operate in in the DLC. You can operate on Donald Trump, uh, <laughs> and you have mm. to choose whether or not to replace his heart because you're doing heart surgery with a gold heart or a stone heart. I see. Um, what was in there? That's the real statement. Wow, a regular heart. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cowards. Also, instead Cowards. of. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a Bernie sticker right in there. <laughs> Instead of morphine, you also pour Trump vodka into his mouth to, to keep him wow. from bleeding out. Famously a teetotaler. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't Very drink. Funny. Doesn't drink. But if you yeah. pick, if you touch the uh, vodka bottle, he opens his mouth on the, uh, on the table. He just <laughs> all like immediately. And then you. This is one of those things that I'm surprised didn't get them in trouble. Like, I feel like this was, if this was maybe higher profile, this, the, like Fox news could be outraged about that for a week. Right. Yeah. Probably. But it's a UK game. Right. So, I mean, what are they going to do? What, what can they do to the UK? I mean, they can. St- yeah, they, there's nothing they can do to the developers, they but they can certainly it. stoke enough outrage, you know, domestically. Do you guys yeah. ever drop your watch in the body cavity? I did drop my watch. You Funny. got a calculator watch. Yeah, yeah, and that comes off uh, pretty easily. Pretty easily. Yeah. I, I did not ever drop my watch. I mm. spent maybe thirty minutes trying to pick up a fucking knife. <laughs> <laughs> I got pretty good at picking things up, and uh. then I, I, I just sort of realized. Yeah, I guess I've had this experience in my in my short tenure of playing games. Sometimes the the game wants you to do a stealthy, 
patient approach. And sometimes the game wants you to just brute force 100%. right down the middle and kind of realizing what the quote unquote right way is. Then everything becomes easier when you're doing it that way. Yeah. This is a brute force down the middle game. Like just rip him to shreds. The moment I that click for me is when I grabbed his lung with my bare hand <laughs> and dropped it on the floor. And there's, there's no like, penalty. There's no, no cause. Like, okay, that's, I'm making progress. If, the if game you, does not penalize you for... <laughs> no. I, I, I had to watch... Uh, videos because I was like I'm I'm never getting past his first fucking level and when you're in the ambulance you just throw the organs out the back of the ambulance <laughs> you see him like bounce down the street I mean it's very funny I love it I don't know I'm impressed kind of but I'm never gonna play it no I might finish it <laughs> I can't decide. <laughs> uh, well, let's get to our final thoughts on Surgeon Simulator. It's time for our review crew. Uh, we'll each go around. We'll give it a, we'll say one positive thing about this game and then give it a numerical decimal rating. I'll begin. You mentioned the ambulance levels. Again, I didn't play them. I watched it on video, but man, the lighting effects are very snazzy. <laughs> in the in the ambulance levels, yeah. the, you're, you're driving yeah. to the road, and the mm-hmm. fucking light is shifting over your and and that's like an additional environmental hazard as you're trying to perform the surgery. Yeah, uh, I, th- I thought that was dazzling. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. that looked great. Um, this game is, uh, you know, there's another game, Octodad, which is a similar sort of the the controls are intentionally difficult. We talked a little bit about Katamari, how that game is. The, the controls are difficult in that game, but not at anywhere on this level. No. Like, that, they're a little clunky on that by design. Um, but this is more in the, the Octodad ca- category where it's just, like, it's intentionally very, very hard. There we go. Matt brought a screen up. We've got a dad who's an octopus, basically, um, <laughs> and maybe wants you to retrieve his slippers from the porch or his sandwich from the kitchen. <laughs> uh, and uh, But that's another game where it's just, like, very, very hard to control. And I, I get it, and I understand what this game is trying to accomplish, but as far as something that I want to play, like, I'm not going to return to this. Yeah. And so for that reason... I, I think it's creative, but I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna give this a middling five point five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heather, go ahead. Um, the thing I liked the most, and uh, I would love Matt to pull this up, was the music. <laughs> music is we, have, we haven't touched on it. I, I, music is good. I really liked that 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 core <laughs> uh, song that plays that incorporates a uh, a, a beating heart into it uh, or a heart like an EKG meter mm-hmm. uh, I I love that music I don't mind it at all uh, let's see if we can hear it a little piece of it it's so that the beat has dropped a... yeah that's pretty that's, right. that's pretty fucking great Brilliant. right there that's a that sounds like John Carpenter music I feel like this oh, I'm watching does. The Thing or something like that I'm sure it's I'm sure it's Carpenter inspired. but also this adds to the feeling of Stress, like this is not a fun it, song. No. It also to hear. seems like a 1987, you know, C-list action movie. You know, like I can see sort of like a not good-looking version of Bruce Willis running through a warehouse to this song. <laughs> so yeah, I like this song a lot, and that's the only reason I kept trying to beat the first level. <laughs> Never did. Um, I did not enjoy myself at all. I. <laughs> I, I we've played a lot of garbage on this game on this show, 
this game specifically because I can't control it. And that's the whole thing for me in games <laughs> <laughs> is like just how how good the like is my feeling of wanting to do a thing represented on the screen, which is also why I like Street Fighter so much. Because yeah. it's like just like anyway. And you're fucking great at Street Fighter. I've I I felt sick playing this game <laughs> yeah. only because my intention was pick up knife and it was nearly impossible. And then sometimes you'd kind of, so yeah, the music was great. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this a, a 0.7. Wow. Wow. Um, do I do this also? We, uh, we usually we have a, uh, we have Matt go okay. and then you can go Matt Apodaca. Um, well, this game, Pretty much made me physically ill. Um, I I have such a hard time with first person uh, games in general. Like they make me very very nauseous. Right. To play and then just regular first person. games? Yeah, I like can't do it. I just can't do it. And what we this is a first person game. Yes. yes. Okay. Um and I this the we talk about this so much as like a gore thing but the the stitching thing in the telltale walking dead game yes. is so gross to me because of how real it is really makes you squirm this is so ridiculous that it became as gross as that to me like just like seeing guts and stuff like i guess i'm what i'm learning is that i'm squeamish and possibly a little baby <laughs> 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 so like playing this game was not fun for me at all and uh but i will say i like a game that gives me an option to whether or not i do or do not save the president of the united states <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't baby wow uh, take <laughs> not because you're not a bad enough dude to save the president no but because it's, well, it's yes. because <laughs> Oh. I couldn't do it. I get sick. Um, but I, I liked the music and I liked I liked what this was trying to be, which was, I guess, a um, a test of the human brain uh, and just like what it will do to overcome any obstacle. Uh, so I I'll give this like a three. I'll never touch this again, but I don't hate that it exists. Very fair. Great. All right, Will Hines, something positive and your review of this okay, game. Okay, uh, it made me laugh. Like, once I realized that I wasn't the problem, uh, which took me like 20 minutes, 20, <laughs> 25 minutes, once I realized that I was, it wasn't me that was being pranked, I was just in on the joke with everybody. Uh, it just, I really started to giggle a lot when I watched myself knock a Coke bottle into a body cavity. Um, <laughs> Slice the guy's ribs up beyond recognition, cast them aside to no penalty in the game. I really laughed a lot. I still got bored because it's so – there's just no feeling of competence, and so there's no real motivation to keep going. Yes. So it's not an enjoyable game, but I laugh, so I'm going to give it a four. 4.0, oh, very good score. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Very good score. As always, these are out of a million. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. um, so none of them are, are, are high scores. Yes. <laughs> but you know what, Nick? Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong. We've got a selection of uh, reviews from the internet uh, that I think will provide counterpoint to the scores that we've just blessed Surgeon Simulator with. Yes. Uh, I've got one. This is from the Steam store. This is from that guy underscore. And his review this is a positive review. I need new surgeon, such as penis removal. <laughs> I mean, fair. <laughs> be, you know, it penis removal would be an interesting it would, challenge. It would fit the aesthetic. You know, it definitely long, would. As long as it was being done like 
Like you're on roller skates, you know, <laughs> on a cruise ship at sea. That would that would fit. Yeah, because that would have to be kind of the tutorial level because the rest of these are there's a removal element and then there's a replacement element, but usually it's an organ that's buried under layers of tissue and other organs. Yeah. Here taking a dick off. I mean, I could do that surgery. Yeah. Maybe a urethra <laughs> transplant would fit more. That would be, yeah, that would be a little bit more complicated. Shave the dick down just to the urethra. <laughs> Switch to a new urethra. Move on. Complete. <laughs> uh, I have a review here from Jake123P, uh, also on the Steam store. Um, I, I believe this is a genuine review because Jake has Uno as his uh, avatar. Um this is the only game with blood that mom lets me play. <laughs> well, parentheses, well, she lets me play ter- Terraria if I have the blood mode off. And if I'm not in the world with Bloodland, if she finds out I am, that I'm grounded bad. <laughs> but anyways, my m- mom lets me play because she says I will be doctor one day. But honestly, that's kind of gross because touching blood seems weird. Other than that, it's okay. <laughs> what a rave. Yeah. Uh, on the similar, similarly on the budding sociopath tip, uh, this one is also from the Steam store from a, a, a someone whose avatar is Elmo. Uh, and this is a recommended review. I'll play this whenever I feel angry. Six exclamation points. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so- so uh, all of these reviews on Steam also tell you how long the person has played the game. Yes. Okay. Uh, so uh, and people have put dozens of hours into this game. Yeah. Uh, so I have a review here, and I, I cho- chose it. Um, it's a recommended review. The future of robotic surgery is closer than we think, and this game is a tongue-in-cheek take on how tough it is to do. It actually is to do. For some people, it'd be a fun challenge to grasp the controls and then acclimate them to the environments outside the operating room. This game is not for everyone, though. So if you feel like you are playing, oh, QWOP, you are not alone, and the truth is out there. Uh, postscript, after so many years, my memories of this game are great times full of hilarious antics, even if I screwed up over 90% of the surgeries. You should give it a shot. 70.9 hours on record oh playing this wow. fucking game. God. Wow. <laughs> a Death Stranding amount of gameplay. <laughs> wow. Good God. So this is a this is a, a little bit of longer. This is from a critic, uh, Jim Ross and y'all writing in Rock Paper Shotgun. And I, I like this review because I think it does a good job of, of articulating what specifically this game is. Uh, I'll, I'll just read some of his concluding paragraphs here. The result of this is that you are essentially incapable of interacting with a scene presented to you in a sensible way. You fumble about in the space in front of you, and you might be able to grasp a scalpel or a whirring saw. Sure, you might eventually get through that guy's ribcage, but what then? Horror. Surgeon Simulator 2013 is actually Surgeon Unsimulator 2013. Instead of having a surgeon's fluidly dexterous hands and vast anatomical knowledge, you have someone else's dead hands on sticks, and you know nothing other than what you saw on TV. Surgeon Simulator 2013 is not a brilliant game, but it is a brilliant joke in the form of a game. It's an idea that is a clear magnitude of awesome above 90% of what will be released this year because it is so absurd. You should buy it because Bossa, the developer, understood that a game can be just an incredible cack-handed punchline covered in gore. I paraphrase some of that for uh, for time reasons, but um, yeah, I thought that was just a good summation of what this is all about. Yeah, that's very accurate. Yeah. I've got one last review here. This is a recommended review from Steam. 
promotes, here's the entirety of the uh, review, 11.5 hours on record, promotes interesting sex appeal. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. I wonder what what, what exactly they mean by that. I mean, they spent 11.5 hours playing the game. I hope this person in their formative sexual years did not develop like a fetish for having a drill plunged into their skull. (laughs) Yeah, do you think they thought that the person was doing surgery with one hand and jacking off with the other? (laughs) Uh, That was Maybe We're Wrong. It's time for the question block. All right. This one is from at Kickyfoot on Twitter. Surgery takes a steady hand. Out of your present group, who do you think has the steadiest, most dexterous hand? Sure shit, not me. Look at this. This is my default. I've got like a low-grade tremor. Oh, no. There's no fucking way I could perform a surgery. Um, I'm weak and unathletic by nature. I, I punch with my hands all the time, so they're probably <laughs> losing function every day. Tied for the bottom. I My hands don't shake. Well, are they? No, they're nope. not shaking. But I did, when I read this question, I was like, it's Heather. It's always been Heather. <laughs> I think it's Heather. I, think I would guess Heather, too. Heather's the best at video games, and I think also you have a, you have the level of detail oriented like you have that persona where you're going to make sure that you're prepared for it or as prepared as you could be okay so i, I feel like you'd be the person to execute it sure. I, I i'm think, trying to deaden those things by boxing <laughs> i think heather could do the real life version of this game which is be accidentally thrown into a surgery and figure oh, it out right. boy <laughs> the only There's reason no way yeah I want to make clear, nobody can do that. (laughs) I'll do it. (laughs) My only concern with throwing Heather in the mix is that I feel like she would not be worried whether someone lives or dies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got the ribs open, but I have vomited into the chest. (laughs) This is from at Genou Desson. Are there any video games that taught you an actual skill? Yes. Whoa. Wow. I just remembered that. You I... just started playing. <laughs> yeah. Are you Spider-Man? <laughs> I can now web swing. <laughs> I can really do it. Um, I forgot that I had played Rock Band okay. oh, for yes. a month stretch. I didn't count it as a real video game because it's not the real controllers. But if you learn drums in Rock Band, that's kind of akin to real drums. You can approximate a beat after that. Mm-hmm. That's like a real skill. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could say that conversation trees and adventure games taught me how to have a conversation with a person. <laughs> no way. It's like, okay, to start with a general question, then go with a more specific question. I, I would say that the graphics on the uh, bat that you craft in The Last of Us has made me aware of how I would make a bat if the world started mm, to fall apart. Sure. I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, that's... So you drive the nails. Okay, I, I get think it. that's gonna be my next game. I've been asking people what I should play next, and everyone's like, "Oh, you should play The Last of Us." It's if really you great. It. It's fucking great. And it's part great. two's coming out soon. Yeah. Coming out this year. So yeah, you'd, you'd have a great one-two punch there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I yeah. I'm, actual skills I've learned. I guess I learned about things from games. Like I didn't know about Capoeira before Tekken. I didn't know a, a lot of thing details about like the Sumerian Empire or whatever before Civilization. So I, I, I think I think I've learned more. 
I've absorbed a lot of facts by osmosis from playing games, but a specific skill. I, I, I have an answer for this. I totally forgot. Yes. Okay. So I was in uh, Wisconsin and I uh, I was obsessed with flying. And so I was playing a lot of like Microsoft Flight Simulator on mm. the computer. And uh, I uh, got a, a, fl- a airplane tour, like in one of those like propeller planes. And uh, the guy uh, was flying and he's like, hey, you want to fly for a bit? And I was like, I don't I don't think I can do that, sir. And he's like, yeah, you can just just take the joystick. If you fuck up, I'll, I'll take it back immediately. And so I started flying a real airplane and he's like, hey, you're pretty good at this. And all, the only experience I had had was video games of flying. <laughs> I think back on that and I'm like amazed that I'm not dead. Yeah. And, yeah. But but also like it was exactly the same. Like yeah. there was nothing about it that was screen. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. I was I like that movie The Last Starfighter where the video game trains the kid to be a space pilot. Oh and yeah. They come get him and he's great at it. Yeah. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I do remember liking it and having that fantasy of being plucked from an yeah. arcade and being able to save yeah. a, a an alien race. Also that game that movie has because I saw it a few times as a kid, and it was one they replayed on on cable. That there are no computer effects that have aged worse than the last Starfighter, because <laughs> it was one of the first movies to use CGI, yeah. yes. and it just looks so. It looks like Windows screensaver right. level. It it's so wow. fucking bad. It was good when it came out. It was impressive. It was novel. It, it's like a cheesy keyboard sound. The first time you hear it has like real texture, and then you're like, then you realize that it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, this next one is from. Tumples uh, on Twitter here. Uh, what relatively mundane industry would you be interested in playing as a simulation game? Much like Farm Simulator or American slash Euro Truck Simulator. Have you guys messed around with any of these simulator games for just like that are are just real world things? No. Like like I've I've messed around a little bit with uh, with the 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 truck simulator, and then there's also a train simulator that I played a little bit, and it is fun because you're just sort of you're just doing a task. It just I feel like it's it, it makes me feel like I have a job that matters. Like <laughs> like I like you, you're just driving an electric train on a rail, you know, from one European city to another, and. It's it's pretty calm, calming and relaxing and uh, and I, I, like I, like it's like Surgeon Simulator and that these are generally first person and you're you know manipulating things in the world except there's there isn't the clunky element of you're not you can barely control it, but th- there is something very relaxing. I'm repeating myself about just like a game where you're just like traversing you where you're just like mm-hmm. going from one point to the next uh so yeah well something that i like you were mentioning you were talking about flight simulators which is yeah. a similar sort of thing uh i will i mean i mean i've talked about stardew valley incessantly on here not a simulator but that is one that that has made me think of like oh just retiring to the country and just like planting crops mm-hmm. that feels like that'd be so gratifying i have a, a pitch for a game i think which i don't i uh, I, I don't I don't I, I feel really bad for the humans who have this job in the real world because uh-huh. they have a nightmare life where they've never seen a person happy to see them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but parking ticket simulator. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Where you like go down a, a row and you just like got a ticket cars yeah. and like people and you have to do it as people are like running up the sidewalk <laughs> screaming like, no, I'm here. Stop. 
<laughs> like that. And then they get up in your face. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to make fun of people. I think no. that job is awful. And it's our system that has created the job. It's not the humans who are doing the job yeah. that make that, that job a nightmare. Right. But if you were to de- defamiliarize it and recontextualize it as a video game, it would be a funny video game to yeah. play. Uh, there were some games that were – I can't remember the name of the uh, the wolf one, but I know there was Sim Ant where you're just like an <laughs> yeah. ant and it's just like an ant colony sort of simulator. And I always loved like – not like Lemmings where there's like – it's like a cartoony version of it, but it's just like this is a hardcore what it's like to be an animal sim. And I like to see more of that. That feels like that's a genre that could be more thoroughly explored. Will anything come to mind? Any any real-world activity that you would like to simulate? It's not as much fun as Heather's, but I – so playing video games, the like new, new, new-ish uh, – what I really love is the checklist feeling, the feeling getting to 100%. I love finishing every side quest. Like I get a lot of satisfaction out of the feeling of completion. Yes. So on that, a sort of like menial job where you can just very quickly finish tasks would be satisfying. So I think <laughs> dishwasher. Oh, You're at yeah. a sink and like they're piling up on one side and you can whip it into the hot water and scrub it and then put it in the dryer and, and get these things through a process quickly. I think I could lose myself in that game. And if there was like good sound design, the hissing of the steam. I used to be a dishwasher when I was like 16 in a, in a restaurant. And you just turn your you – just, you just lose yourself into the right. task. And you could have like different restaurants that you're working in, <laughs> like fine French restaurant where there's lots of cheese stuck to everything, mm. <laughs> uh, a, a bar where there's just like glasses, glasses, glasses. I worked in a dinner theater, which meant there was no work until the play end, until the play started, and then everybody left for dinner, left their dinner at the same time to go watch the play, and so all the dishes would arrive at once. And then wow. there would be you had to have them done by the time it got out because everyone would come back in. That sounds awesome. That's a weird. Great idea. I yeah, mean, there's okay. just all sorts of yeah, the different restaurant scenarios. That, that seems like a like a yeah. great territory. Dishwasher breaks. You got to do things by hand that you're not used to. That's right. my pitch. I've been thinking about like a grocery store simulator game because there's so many different. I worked in a grocery store and there's so many different elements to the grocery store. Like as a uh, as a shopper, you have one experience, which sure. is going and buying groceries. But as an employee of the grocery store. Sometimes there are spills. Yeah. Sometimes there are um, – you have to, like, take old vegetables to like the back to throw them away and replace them with fresher produce. There's, like uh, – there's so many different tasks to manage in a grocery store. I think that would be a really – and then, you know, uh, managing the lines and stuff as well. There is a convenience store video game where you manage a convenience really? store. Yeah. <laughs> you got so happy. It's a life I think about constantly because, like, I – my life was so much simpler and I – had I known – Oh, had I known. Well, I didn't know that what we, are we both doing? Were, we both worked in grocery stores. That's yeah, kind of nice. It was so, it's like a, I hated it when I was doing it, but now I look back on it and it was just like, I knew everything. Oh, I still I, hate uh, it. I still <laughs> hate it. It's a nightmare. I did, I did that as like, what are we doing is what I feel a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I'm just like in this field. I'm just like, what are we, what are we, what yeah. are we just doing? What, what are we doing? What are you doing right now, Nick? We're just dicking around. <laughs> like, what are we doing? What? We're just like, I fucking, I, like, I, to me, that's like you're you're contributing something. You're I, I feel like you're being productive if you're like stocking a shelf at a grocery store. Yeah, to be in the entertainment industry and to feel that you are providing something needed, it just doesn't happen. I don't have but, that feeling ever. But, like if you're working at a grocery store, somebody bought their dinner and yeah. you helped get wait, their but, dinner to but them. But what yeah. are they doing while they 
No, hold on, guys. Don't. Everyone who works at a grocery store is better than me. That's. <laughs> I agree with that. I, I, th- I think everything is needed to some degree. I mean, not everything. I guess just but like, like the, it's a shorter path from your work to direct helping of a person sure. when you're doing these other jobs. And sure. it's more circuitous and indirect for like writing comedy. It's like. But like a world without art, everybody would kill themselves. Hmm. Like but you can't. If will you, we still have pro wrestling? <laughs> That'd go a long way. <laughs> I mean, I guess I did listen to podcasts when I was working at my grocery store. <laughs> yeah, I do know a lot of a, a lot of podcast listeners are people who you know. I used to work at a bookstore. That was my that was my job that felt like meni- a series of menial tasks, um, but was oddly satisfying. But uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of people like you know who are who are night janitors or or stock or uh, you know people who stock shelves listen to podcasts obsessively. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. I used to work twelve to six, like the overnight shift, oh, like man. restocking stuff. Yeah, uh, and just like cleaning, and I was really good at it, but I hated it because I was uh, not around a single person for six hours. Yeah. Wow, uh, that's and- like me every day. <laughs> <laughs> this one's from at Hosmash. What mini game, i.e., hacking in Bioshock, would you like developed into its own game? I don't know if this ever happened, but Triple Triad should have been released as its own game. I think it may have eventually. That's the card game in Final Fantasy VIII was a oh. great card game. My immediate instinct was Triple Triad, and then I thought, and and I, th- as you were saying it, I was like. Did we have the same question before and have the same answer? And I think it's probably likely. No, your nose is bleeding and your one eye is just rolling up in here. <laughs> I'll fix you. Give me a knife. I'll fix you. I can do it. Uh, Will Hines, thank you so much for no, joining my us. Thank you. Thank you for t- taking us through your fascinating yes. journey as a, yeah, as a new so gamer. So cool. Yeah. Um, and thanks for playing this uh, weird fucking game. Um, <laughs> do you have anything you would like to plug at this time? Yes, my brother and I are still doing this podcast that, uh, called Screw It. We're just going to talk about comics. It's just me and my brother t- talking about comics. Never before have two brothers liked comic books together, and we're <laughs> brave enough to do it publicly. Uh, we talk about the comics we like just kids mostly. So anyway, uh, yeah, I'd like to plug that. Cool. There you go. And Matt, what's next week's game? Next week's game, E.T. What? The Atari one? Yeah. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> 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 